Hello, and welcome to episode six. Honestly, very surprised that we've all made it this far, but I feel like right out of the gate, we just need to acknowledge that this podcast is Team Gab. We're Team Gabrielle Union here. It always has been, it always will be. From Bring It On to Being Mary Jane and everything in between, if you are not here for Kavi and Gab, you can unsubscribe. Thank you very much. Honestly, this team, this podcast is also... Uh, team Tyler Cameron posting thirst traps. It is, but I feel like most of you knew that if you were listening. Uh, He also, I mean, not to bring it back to, again, what this podcast is ultimately about, but he got a TikTok and I'm fuming because, again, as we know, I don't know what TikTok is and I think that this podcast is just my road to a TikTok. It is a cry for help. It is getting out of hand. But we have a lot to talk about this week. I watched another Christmas movie. There's some like docu series, documentaries to discuss. I have a beef with like Billboard music that I'd love to touch on. Um, and I mean, like, we obviously have to talk about Dakota Johnson and Ellen. I mean, pure entertainment. Gosh, I I love this time of year. And the Pussycat Dolls are going on a reunion tour. I don't think anyone asked, but in the style of Billy on the Street, if I count down three, two, one, and yell, name any of the Pussycat Dolls other than Nicole Scherzinger, will you be able to? Because I won't. Billy Eichner will storm away from me angrily. I don't, I have no idea who any of them are. Legitimately, one of them could be Melania Trump. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this woman. You know I'm getting too comfortable with the idea of this podcast because I didn't say, let's catch up, and I'm not going to go back and edit it. That's what we're doing. We're catching up. Just just pals sitting around catching up um, on the Christmas movie on Netflix called A Night Before Christmas. The night is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, and it stars uh, Gabriella Mont. Oh, I'm sorry, Vanessa Hudgens. I'm just kidding. That's a really bad joke because she has done other work, but let's be honest. Gabriella is her peak, um, which have y'all seen her comments about Woody Allen? Not in the year of our Lord 2019, ma'am. Come on. The plot of this Netflix movie is something that we all could write. I think it's a knight from the 1300s. He's transported into present day. Hilarity ensues. I'm just kidding. I didn't think it was that funny. Um, at the beginning, he keeps accidentally trying to get the attention of Mrs. Claus Um, because he thinks that she's like a witch from the forest or whatever and she keeps saying happy Christmas and I was just very annoyed by that because it's not happy Christmas it's Merry Christmas I don't know I guess people say happy Christmas but that's that's how you know the content of this film if that was something that I actually wrote down as as sticking out to me Otherwise, what I enjoyed the most was that the night from the 1300s, and I'm not making up 1300s, they show it as a graphic on the screen that he's like, you know, in the thir- and he his brother's there, I don't know, it's a whole thing, but he's from the 1300s, and by the time he gets to present day, he obviously does not have clothing, and so he has to borrow like the brother-in-law's clothes, I think, so he's wearing like modern day men's clothing, but also wearing his sheath and his sword. So he's going through the woods at one point when like a lovely camel pea coat from J. Crew, but he also has his sword hanging from his waist. I thought that was funny. That's the only hilarity I got out of it. It's not the best Christmas movie. 
Um, at one point, a little girl was stranded out on a frozen lake and I was getting very stressed and I knew she'd be fine because it's a Christmas movie, but it was giving me like bird box flashbacks, which I know that that was like not like this situation was frozen water and that was rivers. And could you imagine if I had a podcast and bird box came out? Oh, listen, if you were friends with me at the time, you know that a lot of screaming happened in our apartment while watching bird box. Um, I mean, Love Sandy, but that movie was brutal. I wouldn't waste your time on a night before Christmas is basically what I'm saying, unless you just need something in the background while you're putting your Christmas decorations up, which at that point, why not just watch Home Alone, you know? Okay, what else is going on? Um, I think I should start by saying I have been a Kevin Hart fan for years. I've seen him live. I actually really enjoy his comedy, but he's doing like a docu-series or a documentary. I cannot tell the length of the longevity, um, but it's going to be for Netflix because I guess, honestly, this podcast should be sponsored by Netflix, but he's going to take us through his quote, roller coaster of a year. And full disclosure, I read that and I was like, oh, yes, I will watch an hour of Kevin Hart riding roller coasters with Jimmy Fallon again. But that is not what this is about, I'm afraid to report. Um, Apparently, it will be in regards to his um, journey from being named Oscars host to not Oscars host because of the homophobic tweets to, I presume, the horrendous accident that he was just in. Um, I will watch this is what um, I'm, I'm ultimately saying. I will not be giving him any pity for the tweets, if that's the expectation. I hope it's not an attempt at like a sob story or anything, because I do actually enjoy him as a performer. Um, I mean, I would prefer that it was just, you guys should watch the roller coaster video. It's, it's genuinely so funny. He's so petrified. Um, but per my agreement terms that you signed before listening to this podcast, I will watch this and report back. There were no agreement terms, but for a split second, you were like, did I check a box agreeing to this? What does Megan get from this? She probably just requested a Domino's gift card. If I could, I would. You would not be wrong, but we'll see how it goes. I I also don't know if it's going to be like eight hour long episodes or it's just like one two hour documentary. Like who's producing this? Is it going to be a bunch of scenes of him working out? Because I don't want to watch that. But I will watch the kids. They seem adorable. This is my first question this week. I'm sure it will not bother nearly as many people as it bothered me. But my question is, and this is a direct quote of what I wrote down, why is Billboard insane? So obviously it's the end of 2019, so everything is like a decade roundup, right? It's like Twitter moments of the decades, which some of them are funny and some of them I've never seen before. Uh, Best albums of the decade, best movies of the decade, most influential entertainers of the decade. Everyone's doing a roundup. I thought about it for this podcast, and then I realized I'm not that committed. This is not making me any money. I'm not going to put in that much work. But Billboard did it for this past decades uh the the women of the year for music someone pulled it together billboard didn't do it they've done it every single year it's the woman of the year so the last 10 years just take a moment if you were going to do a roundup just like really quickly and think about your favorite songs um and the women that sang them over the last 10 years think about the bops if you will okay so you're starting in 2010 which for me personally i would dare say 2010 was kesha (laughs) but 
I suppose that's not everyone. Okay, so this this is the last 10 years. 2010, Fergie. 2011, Taylor Swift. 2012, I am going to read all of them. 2012, Katy Perry. 2013, Pink. 2014, Taylor Swift. I can't tell you what your life events are while this is going on, but you have to kind of take yourself back to that time, right? 2015, Lady Gaga. 2016, Madonna. 2017, Selena Gomez. I've already talked about her too much on this podcast. 2018, Ariana Grande. 2019, Billie Eilish. Maybe the recency effect has something to do with it, but when I read this, I totally understood Ariana and Billie Eilish. I felt like Billie Eilish has had an incredible year, and I felt like last year, obviously, Ariana had the year of a lifetime. I feel like if you said Lady Gaga, honestly, in a year, I would probably understand but 2015 makes sense to me, I think. But obviously, there's a very clear person that's been left out here. And as a resort, I'm burning down every billboard. All the billboards in Mississippi or Missouri or wherever that movie was. I never saw it. It was about racism, right? Whatever. No Beyonce. No Rihanna. Not even like Nicki Minaj. Madonna is in 2016, and that is the year Lemonade came out, and I find that Beyonce erasure a shock and an embarrassment for one Billboard music. Are they okay? Are they being kept hostage? Blink twice if you've been held captive and have not heard Formation Billboard. Just ridiculous. I, like, Taylor Swift is on this list twice, and Beyonce is not on the list at all, and Rihanna isn't on the list either, which is weird, because she's Rihanna. Why is Billboard insane? Okay, this, uh, my last question was kind of niche, but I feel like everyone like kind of gets music, right? This one's kind of weird. But what are Christmas TV shows? Christmas movies are a staple and they're necessary and we bond over them. We make listicles about them. They give the actors who we vaguely recognize but can't quite pinpoint jobs. They've, you know, been a little oversaturated as of late, but I think it's fine. I think we're all kind of accustomed to it. Recently, holiday TV shows have made an appearance and I don't quite understand because you know that this is only going to air for like a month in the year and then maybe get renewed next Christmas, but like maybe not, like it doesn't seem like the most sustainable TV job as an actor, but I'm, I'm not, you know, in the theater, so I don't, I don't know. Um, but there's one called Merry Happy Whatever on Netflix, obviously, and it stars Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is here. Do you guys see that Ellen video? I'm going to regret doing that and it being recorded, but funny and Ashley Tisdale's in it which second high school musical star I've brought up in this podcast and surprisingly I have not talked about Zac Efron on this podcast yet but I will he's doing that show where he just like goes out into the wilderness with just like a guide and like a backpack or something I I don't know if it's going to be on Facebook watch or what but it just seems like an excuse for Zac Efron to be shirtless we'll see Anyway, so the show's called Merry Happy Whatever. It also stars Bridget Mindler and Brent Morin, who I loved in Undateable, which is a deep cut for anyone who ever watched that show when it was airing live on ABC. It was so funny, and they're so funny, and I think his stand-up is hilarious, and so I was like, I will watch them, and I watched all like eight or ten episodes or whatever, because that's what the holidays are for, and the show's funny. The dad at times is like a 
bit much the dad is Dennis Quaid by the way a bit much he's like a little controlling of his like adult children's lives but um overall I thought it was enjoyable but I don't I just think it could have been a movie like there was no reason for it to be a tv show I saw another one that was like it was actually Nordic of some sort but it showed up on my Netflix and so I was like oh let me look at this and it's just another one of those situations where like a girl lies to her family and says she has a boyfriend and then she has to find a man to bring home if you were a man and you want to start a, a side hustle this is it the holidays a girl wants to bring someone home because they lied to their parents on the Hallmark channel about having a boyfriend I mean be willing to you know dress up as a pilot or a teacher or just like a guy in finance you know just like wear the vest I feel like there's a lot of money in that based on all of these movies and all of these girls lying to their families but maybe watch Mary Happy Whatever but I think we should all ask why we're having Christmas TV shows like we don't have Easter TV shows or 4th of July TV shows shows just used to have one episode about the holiday not a whole show about the holiday it's so strange to me maybe it's just me I don't know it's funny, though, if you don't have anything else to watch. That's, I think that's what this episode has turned into, is me being like, well, if you don't have anything else to watch, watch this Christmas nonsense that I watched on Netflix. Yeah, this is going to be a quick one, because it sounds like a drunken game of Mad Libs, but... Um, oh. Johnny Depp is producing a musical about Michael Jackson from the perspective of his sequined glove. My question is just why? I think I think also my question might just be no. <laughs> um, it does already have a title and I'm not kidding. It is called For the Love of a Glove. So I obviously have to ask, will OJ be getting one as well? I'm sorry. I apologize. But why is this happening? No one asked for this. The glove is a cartoon. It is. Why? What are we watching this week? Okay, Netflix has some goods coming this month, like the whole month of December, so I'm just jumping the gun. Um, Marriage Story that premiered in theaters, but it's going to Netflix. It stars noted woman of color, Scarlett Johansson. I apologize, that's that's a Twitter joke, and I shouldn't have said it here, but um, Scarlett Johansson stars in this movie with um, the very clearly talented, but is he hot, is he not, Adam Driver. The second season of You is coming to Netflix, which I watched the trailer for, and I kind of hated the first season, but the trailer for the second season is riveting, and so I'm mad at myself because I'm going to watch it. Tiffany Haddish has a stand-up special. Love her. I do have the cut t-shirt that says um, Tiffany Haddish Fan Club. Or what does it say? Oh, yikes. Clearly, I wear it a lot. Um, and then this adorable thing with John Mulaney and the sack lunch bunch. Say that five times fast. is coming to Netflix. I have no idea what to expect. I don't really know what it is, but I hope that children just say ridiculous things and make John Mulaney laugh. That would be worth it to me. Um, and then Astronomy Club, the sketch show, I'm very excited about. Um, also, if you're into a sketch show, which this feels very niche, you should be watching a Black Lady sketch show on HBO. 
I highly recommend it. Stop listening to me and go watch that. It's that good. Anyway, I'm, I feel like Netflix is giving us this because they know that we're getting too much family time this month with like how late Thanksgiving was and then the Christmas, New Year's, all that jazz. So you can just be like, I'm exhausted at 830 and just go watch um, Marriage Story, which I think is actually too dramatic to watch with your family. But maybe Tiffany Haddish, that would be good. Alright, this is what we're all here for. This is the meat and potatoes of this podcast. I am petty. And if you are just figuring this out, I apologize for your delay. But um, I I watched the Dakota Johnson Ellen interview. I think everyone should. And I don't know that it was awkward so much as it was Dakota saying, I don't care. I think everyone kind of knows and has heard the rumors that Ellen is not particularly kind to people, whether it's other celebrities or her staff, and people have just said that she's not as nice as, like, her brand, and that she's actually, like, kind of mean, which I have nothing to back this up with or validate. It's just rumors. Allegedly. Allegedly. Dakota Johnson just decided it was too much. If you do not know who Dakota is, she is um, currently dating Chris Martin, who consciously uncoupled from Gwyneth Paltrow, but she also starred in Fifty Shades of Grey. But the most important thing is that she's the epitome of Hollywood nepotism at work. Her mother is Melanie Griffith. Um, You might know of her from Roar, the movie where a lion actually mauled her face. And her dad is Don Johnson of Miami Vice, BB. Her grandmother is Tippi Hendren. So she needs nothing, I presume. She just, I, she might actually enjoy the craft. I don't know. But here she is exposing Ellen on her own show. So the, which again, I don't think she needs anything. She like doesn't care. She's like, I'll be fine. I don't need this industry. It could never disown me. Don Johnson's my dad. So the interview goes like this. If you haven't already seen it, this is just a brief synopsis. So Dakota sits down and Ellen, Dakota's there to produce, uh, promote her movie. Dakota sits down and Ellen says, why wasn't I invited to your birthday party? It looked like fun. And Dakota said, last time I was here, you gave me crap for not inviting you to my birthday then. So I invited you this time. You were invited. And Ellen says, no, I wasn't. And Dakota goes, that's not true, Ellen. You were invited. And Ellen goes, oh, was I? I don't think I was. And Dakota goes, yes, you were. Ask everyone. She starts turning around looking at producers. Ellen goes, no, I wasn't. And everyone that's working backstage at Ellen's show just goes, you were out of town, which sounds like an excuse that they would give to someone who would otherwise chew them out. Ellen goes, oh, where was I? Uh, or she said, oh, where was the party? Malibu? I wouldn't have wanted to go that far, which is just like, okay. So yeah, which I mean, this is that meme, right? It's like, I want to be invited, but I'm not going to go. That's Ellen. So then Dakota goes on to say that Tignataro, who's, uh, she's a funny or die series where she like has to guess who celebrities are because she doesn't know who anyone is. It's actually very funny. Um, I think that she's like, she just has a very dry sense of humor and I appreciate it. So she, Dakota goes on to say that Tig did a set at her birthday party because she's her favorite comedian. And Ellen was like, oh, well, I was talking to my favorite actress, Jen Aniston the other day, which like, okay, Ellen, we get it. You're friends with Jennifer Aniston. So you call her Jen. But... I mean, like Dakota joked like, oh, this isn't going well. It's like, I don't think Ellen has to be your favorite comedian. I think at this point, no one knows, no one our age knows Ellen for her comedy. 
You know what I mean? Like none of us watched her sitcom. None of us watched her stand up before the one that like most recently came out. Like we know her as the lady who dances and likes elephants or whatever. So the good people of Twitter did research and discovered where Ellen was out of town when Dakota's birthday party was. And Ellen was in Dallas at a football game sitting next to George W. Bush. If this was printed, I would insert the Kermit sipping tea meme here. Ellen could have just gone to Dakota's birthday party and saved herself all this trouble, but we never would have gotten this incredible interview. Um, I would watch it because I gave you a synopsis, but it's obviously not doing it justice. And then I watched the trailer for the movie that she was promoting, Peanut Butter Falcon, and it looks very good, and I would like to see the movie now. And at the end of the day, that was her job, right? To promote the movie? And now I want to see the movie. Gave me a lot of empathy for Shia LaBeouf. I hope he's doing well. Go watch the interview. It's kind of wild. Because it's, it's a little tense. But I liked it. Wow. Thank you for listening. Thank, what do I say? Thank you for making it this far. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. I guess right after this, you should go listen to Snaker Night. Vanessa Hudgens because she might get cancelled if she does a movie with Woody Allen and then we can never listen to that bop again um while you're at it make a whole playlist it's sneaker night it's the pussycat dolls before you go see them on tour you know who I really want to go on a reunion tour Danity Kane okay I want Aubrey O'Day to talk about her relationship with Don Jr. in between singing Showstopper and Damaged oh man I'd pay big money um Also, I have no desire to talk about that Peloton ad, because everyone is, but if you listen to it without watching the video, it sounds like Sophia Bush, so just imagine a spinoff of One Tree Hill. LOL. (laughs) Spinoff. Sorry, where Brooke Davis is just, this joke isn't even going to work now because I made myself laugh about the spinning pun. The joke I was going to make was like, really just for people who watch One Tree Hill, but I was going to say just, she does sound like Sophia Bush. My joke was just imagine a spinoff of One Tree Hill where Brooke Davis is held captive and has to stationary cycle her way to freedom. But the joke is just imagine a spinoff. Brooke Davis, Peyton Sawyer, Soul Cycle, Peloton. (laughs) Okay, that's enough for this week. Talk to you next week. Thanks for catching up. Bye. Thank you.